0: Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show with Katherine Brandt.
3: Mike Adlovich. and
4: Brandt-Bernard.
0: Cassie Schrader. Tom is out accepting his iconic award. <laughs> or I something know.
4: to that effect. Which we still no, don't know which iconic award it is. Well, yeah. it's something
0: to do with radio, I'm pretty sure.
4: Yeah, I don't it's think he's television. iconic
0: <laughs> in another <laughs> another area that I don't know about. But we will be right back after these messages.
5: Walser Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walser way. Up front, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, The Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group.
0: well we're back (laughs) welcome back to the tom bernard show um i was just searching around through some news stories and uh, i've been seeing on twitter about the fact that people are all crazy about the new statistics that the middle child is disappearing that they're becoming an endangered species
1: (laughs) maybe that's
3: because uh people are only having two kids that's exactly right is that the reason
1: Oh, yeah, one f- or two, f- Fertility
4: is way down in most countries, and in most first world countries, fertility is actually below two.
0: So well, this, most
4: people only have, they don't even have two kids.
0: Yeah, well, this article is saying oh. that the ideal number of children has dropped from three to two in the last 40 years. Yep, um, sure. And in the 70s, the average mother would have more than three children in her lifetime. Back then, 40% of mothers between 40 and 44 had four or more children. And really, they were um, not in this article. This article is a little bit different than the one that I saw. They were talking about how if you had five kids, you really had three middle middle children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just you know that the one that was just right in the middle had to be a a middle child. child.
3: And she's the fourth of five
0: now now the the middle child syndrome do you feel like that that's a true thing or they're for me, overlooked? It was, and they're for they're my overlooked?
3: kid it was but
0: <laughs> really see we I grew up with five kids I'm yeah. the youngest so of course I was the uh, baby and mm-hmm. I was spoiled and it's all not true um, <laughs> and my my eldest brother usually the oldest is supposed to be the most successful and the most whatever most driven, mm-hmm. yeah, and the middle children are all supposed to be sort of overlooked and peacemakers and all this kind of stuff. That's, we did not have this in my family. Yeah. <laughs> None of that really. Maybe I was more spoiled because my parents were just – Tired by the time they had me, I did get away with more stuff. Oh God, she's whining again. Give her the popsicle. Just give it to her. Yeah, there you go. That's (laughs) how you know i more spoiled. (laughs) My mother was like, "Mom, can I do this?" I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, get away from me.
3: My kids. (laughs) My third kid has bars for every meal. We're going to eat this. No, I'm going to have a bar. I'm going to have a bar. (laughs) That was fun for a while. Yeah, because there's probably a little chocolate or something and a little sugar. Yeah, sneak it in. My kids are eating. um, Oatmeal packets, apple, cinnamon, oatmeal, <laughs> because there's sugar in it. So they're oh. like, oh no, I'm having oatmeal at, at night. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, as long as they're eating. I guess it's
0: healthy. Yeah. It's a healthy yeah. option versus fried nothing. food or, or something. Or candy,
3: straight candy.
0: So you have a blended family now. So you had a middle and a bait and a. And a youngest mm-hmm. in both sides, and then you put them all together. What does that do to the birth orders?
6: Um, well, mm-hmm. yeah, because with Dave's kids, and then my, th- I have you know he has three that live with him, and then I have my three now. So we have six kids in the house. Um, my youngest boy is the youngest out oh, of all Oh, he's still six. the youngest. Yeah. So, and it's funny. So, this it made him even younger having more siblings? Um, kind no, of? I actually, I mean. Yes and no, because he wants to participate with the older kids, but he's six. and right. the, you know, And then it goes from six to 11 years old, and then up. Right. So he has nothing in common with that, because uh, um, Ripley and Charlie, my, Charlie's my middle one, um, they're both 11. We call them the twins, because it's funny, they look alike, and they're born a month apart, so we call them the twins, but... Um, you know everyone says oh max is your favorite man i said no max isn't my favorite i love everybody you know i love all you kids it's just max is the only one that wants to cuddle with me and he's still kind of my baby that makes a big difference yeah Yeah. you guys are teenagers you want nothing to do with me so right um as soon as they turn 13 they probably just want something
3: like no you're my favorite here's some money
6: yeah well i mean they Usually the the older kids, they're, you know, teenagers, so they just kind of do their own thing. Sure. There's no really pecking order amongst them. Um, The only ones that have, you know, they're both girls is Ripley and Pacey. And they're, one's a preteen and one's a teen. So there's a lot of hormones going on there. So there's a lot of competition. <laughs> so many hormones. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like I didn't have – I raised three boys. I didn't have – all of a sudden I get married and I have these girls, teenage girls. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with them. Oh, so place I, I'm place to start still, with girls is teenage I, girls. So. I know. I'm, I'm still – it's a learning I process. So many space. cultures, I marry just, them off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> get them out of the house yes but i mean he you know we're we've adjusted really well especially having that many kids under one roof and You're um lucky yeah how yeah. many is
3: that five or six? six? Six, six under one roof
6: yes and sometimes and your seven. house is
3: probably not as big as the brady bunches
6: i don't we we call ourselves the Shrady bunch
3: yeah because
6: <laughs> yeah i mean it's you know and then dave has his adult children so all together we have 11 children Together,
0: that's a mind-blowing so, amount of
6: children. I today. know. So I mean, I've you know, we have Linus in in the home. We have Linus who is sixteen. Then my oldest boy is fourteen, and then we have Pacey who's thirteen, and then Charlie and Ripley who are eleven, and then I have my six-year-old. I
3: like all the names. Yeah,
0: they're great names. Ripley and Linus. Well, we have another yeah. guest that popped
6: yeah. on in. Hello. Hello.
0: Yes. Kristen Anderson
2: Anderson. <laughs>
3: yeah. We're talking I, about middle children. Where oh, do you oh there's a
0: disappearance of middle disappearance children, of middle apparently. Children. They're becoming an endangered species because nobody's having more than two kids anymore. Apparently, apparently.
2: there are people having
3: more than two kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: religion I, is alive and I, well. Statistically are breeding speaking, like crazy.
3: Right.
2: <laughs> I have two. You have two. I have two okay. and didn't want to be outnumbered. So yep. I'm all over that. I had that. two as well. Yeah. Edna, can I meet you? Can yes, I meet who's I'm Catherine Brandt. Hi, Catherine. Nice, Hi. nice to meet you. Nice to meet I'm you. Cassie Schrader. Hi, Cassie.
4: And I'm Andy Brandt-Bernard.
2: Hi, Andy. Nice to meet you.
4: I'm Mike Edlovich.
2: Yeah, I know you. <laughs> we know you. That yeah, one's I taken know. care
3: of. And you're you're
2: performing at...
3: She's at Royal Comedy okay. Friday and Saturday.
2: Yeah, it's. I'm excited. I'm leaving my teenagers at home. Like, they want to go. They don't want to go. Have you <laughs> been in comedy and for she, a long time? She's, yeah, sorry. Over 30 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. I've been around for a long time. I started at Dudley Riggs. Oh wow. No, (laughs) I I was kind of
6: reading up on you. So have you were you doing writing for uh, Jerry Seinfeld? Good Lord
2: no. Oh unlikely I would be here if I'm writing for (laughs) Jerry. Hey hey, hey. (laughs) This isn't a great place to be. I would I would just probably I don't know, live in L.A.
6: Okay, because be I, I, so, I saw something like you did stuff with, <laughs> was It was
2: a Jerry Seinfeld? I've opened for comics over oh, the years. Okay. So oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, that's okay, open. Yeah, it wasn't sure. specific, so I'm like, did you, did you write for him? No. Or oh. He hit on my girlfriend, but that's not the did same thing. Did you open for <laughs> a, one of the
3: comedy galleries then? Oh, yeah. Right?
2: Well, yeah. I worked Seinfeld there for used to come to Minnesota many, many years. Yeah, he dropped by. A Right. Oh, yeah, cool. Too. A lot of people that had just, were on the cusp of... You know, mm-hmm. Hitting It Big, mm-hmm. um, I worked with. Oh, uh, okay. Louis Black, Kathleen Madigan. Um, lots of them. Oh, <laughs> Just, there's so <laughs> you know, there, There's so many. And, and, this yeah.
3: week, and this weekend, she's got a big-name comedian opening for her.
2: You know, I'm really excited. I produced a... Um, uh, a fundraiser for Joe Manjaris. He had a lung transplant. He was the oh owner my. of Pepito's. He has been around for yeah he over 30 years, just like me. And he's acted and he's yeah. written. It's very funny, uh, and he's really been through it healthwise. Mm-hmm. And he contacted me a few weeks ago, and he said, "Okay, let's. It's time for the comeback." All right, oh, let's wow. do it. And so I just reached out to Mike, and so I'm really excited. Uh, that he's out of the house, that he's feeling well, and he's going to he's gonna come and be funny because yeah. he's funny. So it's a real treat for him to be uh, yeah. for him to be working here this weekend.
3: I can't yeah. think of the people. I want to say he used to work with Cheech, even, writing. He used to work on some show in L.A.
2: Um, I don't he, recall that he worked on a show. Oh, no. No, he didn't work on a show, but he did a lot of acting out there. He's got a really oh. impressive acting resume. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't ask me what any of the movies are.
3: He used to be; it was a big deal, and then um, everyone. And then he came back to Pepito's not that long ago, but it was always funny because it was like he still owned Pepito's, but yeah, was he's always out in L.A. He,
2: yeah, he t- and that was gosh, that was twenty years ago, yeah. and um, but still managed uh, to hold that restaurant together. And that was a tough goodbye for the family and for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it is it's going to reopen i don't not sure under what name and i don't know when
3: uh, oh that location
2: the location yeah, yeah. i
3: went in there because they had that garage sale and so i went to buy chairs or something
2: what minnesota doesn't love yeah. a good garage of yeah, course i was like stools, <laughs> you know, right?
3: those. Course, so I, was like, oh, God, then I yeah. ended up with new stools but, uh, they you said they didn't some, them, but you them some anyway. st paul burrito place or something some I think it was like a burrito oh, chain um, boden was moving in. Zapartha's
4: or whatever? Yeah, that sounds you about right. You know what I'm talking about. That sounds I about do. right. You have the worst memory of I anyone do. on earth.
2: I do. No, second right here.
4: But Pepito's okay, is a big restaurant,
3: so they must be a full menu kind of place.
2: Well, I think so, and I do recall from the article that the uh, one of the owners anyway has a history. He proposed to his wife there. I think they had their first date at Pepito's uh, so and he proposed uh, to his oh. wife there. So. so he likes the... Right, and so and they're going to hold on to the theater, which is great because it's a just beautiful uh,
3: piece of history. They're like renovating the theater or something. I hope they were. They're they're fundraising to renovate it.
6: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Minnesotans they love their staple places that have been around. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're we are very loyal to that, and so when one of them you know closes, it's what was the restaurant that just closed last year that was big? Um, Heartland, not Heartland. A pizza place? No, it wasn't a pizza Uh, place. It was. Oh my gosh. I know it's uh, the name is escaping me, but yeah, it was pretty sad to see it because it was.
3: Linkendale. <laughs> <laughs> That's
7: the Linkendale
6: <laughs> I like that place. No, it's just like a last year, Everybody's I think. Everybody's was... still upset about the Dell cult.
3: <laughs> yes. right? Oh, there's a whole Facebook page dedicated oh, to it. it. Oh, is there really? I think they call it St. Louis Park History. Oh,
6: oh that's okay. funny. Well yeah, I see I grew up in Bloomington and we have a Bloomington flashback uh, oh, page sure on Facebook. For that. Yes. Thunderbird.
3: And they yes. talk about the old, the old stuff.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's so many historical places that when they close it's just like oh a, a piece of your life is
2: just gone, you know. And, and it was tough they've been in that neighborhood Pepito since the 70s sure. and it was a family run uh, it, it, the community came out in droves and when we had um did the show i hosted it and had some of joe's favorite comics uh in the show Louis anderson did a lovely video uh that i opened the show with uh, for joe and then i had some guest sets coming up and and then i said okay uh you guys we have one more guest set here um kind of a surprise for us and then there was joe we brought joe up on the big screen in the hospital bed and oh. everybody got choked up and mm-hmm. and he said this was really fun he said i'm gonna uh have to be um i'm gonna be fe- facing rejection he had a lung transplant <laughs> me facing rejection for the rest of my life i said well now you know how i feel
4: someone said <laughs> <laughs> nice
0: oh nice polonaise was it yes nice? oh, nice. Yes. oh
4: that, of- that was just last year huh
2: well they, they so. reopened
3: Opened, though, didn't did they?
4: they reopen?
2: As nice.
3: Did I that location open as they, a bar again? Think it was such a successful bar location there.
6: Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's the one I, I was, know, was thinking of. everybody nice. was upset about that.
0: Yes. Well, Pepito's and um, and the doll I mean, back in the 1970s, there was. I mean, we were really desolate here for restaurants in yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had a good restaurant, it, it was, was like the
3: Mexican <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> it
2: was the yeah.
0: Right. They,
3: had, they had several of them, though, right?
2: Uh, there, he still has actually. There's a takeout a deli or something i want to say it's on nicollet somewhere okay. so yeah the, in that. a strip mall
3: yeah Yep. i didn't know over that. by one of the breakfast, many breakfast places on nicollet and I, you sun know what? street i think i went, I went out to States the suburbs to street. spawn
2: and i have i know no anything in <laughs> the suburbs <laughs> I, the which, which I am suburbs? that girl which i suburb? live in
3: minnetonka
2: but i'm a nice person <laughs>
3: <laughs> I live in Minnetonka. You just no one's coming to the comedy club this weekend. Uh, all the customers from Minnetonka—they're like, but we're nice people.
2: Oh, you know what? We I always used to say that when I graduated from uh, I graduated from Minnetonka High School, and so I used to say. Um, what is our? What's the language here? What can we use on a podcast? Um, yeah, it's can't, the radio too. PG thirteen.
3: Yeah, it's yeah, it's, okay. it's replayed on radio. Sorry.
2: So I, you don't have to pause. <laughs> um,
3: uh, Sorry,
4: we ruined it for I used to say I went to Minnetonka
2: you. High School, but I'm not a B. And
4: uh, <gasps> well, you can say bitch. <gasps> oh.
2: Well, I could have really delivered that. Oh, only,
3: <laughs> only when you were referring to Minnetonka High School students, though. Yes.
4: That's, that's <laughs> no, our it, specific rule.
2: It was There was just a wide uh, range of uh, socioeconomics there. Right. Oh, right. sure. And
4: uh, yeah. anyway.
3: I yeah. like Wise where it's just straight rich.
2: Straight
6: on. That's how it <laughs> was right. in Bloomington because you had, I was on the east side of Bloomington, but then the, you had the prestigious west side of yep. Bloomington. Uh, and so huh. there was that, you know, economic split between right. you know low to middle income to you know higher class income and um it, it caused some problems because when we were in school we all went to the same junior high but once you got to high school that's where it split east side went to kennedy west side went to jefferson and then mm. that's where the rift started. So you had friendships that broke apart wow. like that because of it. It Instead was Instead of like putting
3: the schools together.
6: Yeah, because Bloomington used to have one high school. Yeah. It was Bloomington High School. And then it turned to Lincoln High School. But then they built Kennedy. So then Kennedy and then they have Jefferson now.
3: So they swallow up from other junior highs, from other districts then for their high schools?
6: I don't know. How what... do you guys
3: all go to one junior high and then split?
6: No, well now they have two junior. High. Well, oh, they call okay. them middle schools now. Yeah. They don't well, care. I don't care for that.
2: I, I don't hate like the, the middle school. school thing. I'm happy my uh, kids. My daughter's a senior at Hopkins now, and I I'm glad that they still have seven, eight, nine junior high. I don't need a ninth ninth grader no. really a 14 year old girl uh in the high school with all those yeah hormones let's come back to that Boys <laughs> yeah. sniffing around my kid lifting their leg no <laughs> exactly so, really happy um that she didn't do that
0: well I we need to take
2: young. a quick break we'll be right back
5: it's tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at neutromost twin cities in plymouth with their weight loss plan i'm down 77 pounds And in a couple of weeks, I'll do one more round to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It's on Monday, July 23rd at 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. I'll see you there. That extra baggage melts away really fast, and one of the best parts is it's just so easy. I am never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods too. That's important. Neutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on July 23rd. Just call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. If you are a homeowner, you do not want to miss this free event.
1: We are hosting a free seller workshop where we are going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. Plus, we are going to share our proven systems that will instantly put the control back in your corner. Guarantee yourself the results you deserve when it comes time to sell your house. Our exclusive workshop will be sold out shortly, so call now to secure your free ticket by calling 763-401-SOLD or by visiting sellerworkshop.com.
5: This free seller workshop will be held the week of August 6th. The last workshop sold out very fast. So hurry
1: and call Chris Lindahl real estate today to save your free ticket. So call now 763-401-SOLD or visit sellerworkshop.com for times, locations, and to secure your free ticket.
5: Okay. You know how it works. Uh, I don't promote people that aren't the real deal or don't do the right thing. This is not a bare bones situation
1: at all. And the best part is it's free.
6: Those days with this weather. I found my <laughs> <I just> wanna... <laughs> oh, we
0: found the tiara. The queen is in the house. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Has, has anybody heard about this Olympic skater that was stabbed to death? Uh, what? Today? Twenty-five year years old. Dennis Ten. Anybody heard of him? No, I'm not a, a Kazakh, Olympia uh, Olympic. Sorry, I can't. I don't have my glasses on. Medal winning figure skater stabbed to death Thursday in. Almady?
4: After being a car thieves.
0: Yep. He was stabbed uh, in the right thigh by two men who tried to steal his car's mirrors. What?
6: Oh, I was going to say, where's Tanya Harding? I but... was just about to say, <laughs> <discuss.
0: Yeah, laughs> I thought she was up. He <laughs> won bronze at the 2014 Sochi Olympics in the men's singles competition was just the fourth Kazakh? Am I saying that right? Kazakh? Yeah. Kazakh?
4: Kazakhstan.
0: Okay. Athlete to win a Winter Olympic medal. He was rushed to the hospital and then died.
7: Oh, wow. so de- oh, so he's dead. So die just in
0: his car, stabbed to just,
2: death. Just regular guy getting in his car. Yeah, somebody's
0: so he's trying has... to steal your mirror. You're what? like, you're probably like, hey, don't steal my mirror, and then you yeah. just stab. So well, see if it? I see
3: two guys stealing your mirrors on your car, you probably be, should walk away. I guess. I guess. Let <laughs> him have
0: the mirror. I mean, <laughs> really, the just, mirror. if it's what? too
3: dark to see their knives, and it's just
0: like a. That's. I mean, you can't even make this stuff
2: up. It's so crazy to me that this happened. He's well, 25 just... years old.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: That's sad. Try you know what? You can't turn the news
2: on. You can't turn the news on without saying no. something that's just unbelievable yeah. you just can't even I, what? I
0: literally take um news breaks now because mm-hmm. it just it i i, I can't sleep because mm-hmm. I, it just oh. I, and the other day i was like oh you know i haven't watched the news in a while so i i'm, and I, I'm not saying watching the news because i do watch the local news you know because it's not that bad but just the you know you go on your twitter feed or whatever and it was just this person just was killed. This person was raped. This person was mm-hmm. stabbed. This person's trying to, you know, blow up somebody. I was just like, how, how does how do we cope with this bad news all the time? It's a lot.
2: It's I do the same too thing. Too much. Mm-hmm. I had a therapist tell me 30 years ago, Christian, you can't. You have to not watch the news. You have to really step back from it, it because just, it's not. You can't handle it. Yeah, we have a guest coming up in a few minutes, minutes.
0: and she's talking, part of what she's talking about was the fact that we, our sleep is bad, and that's making people more suicidal, and also th- these news cycles and all this stuff, and I, it's going well, well, to be interesting to talk Well, you wake about. up in
3: the middle of the night, and you're like, well, I kind of got to check what's going on on Twitter.
6: Oh, that's the well, worst thing to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you do Screen that? Time is no, really bad. I
3: only did it right after uh, the election or – you know, because you never knew when Trump was going to tweet, so I was like, I, I want to see it first.
2: Uh, <laughs> you know, one of the other things that I do, um, my kind of my second thing um, to stand up is I uh, I teach a class, a uh, two-day intensive class called Assist, um, and it is um, – It's a suicide intervention training class. Okay. Uh, And then I also, with uh, my training partner, we gave a different talk. The junior high that my children went to last fall, or pardon me, this last spring, two 14-year-olds suicided in the same month. Oh, wow. And we went and spoke to the teachers. And, you know, everybody is just PTSD. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. just in shock, and they just don't know what they missed. And we didn't have time to do our two-hour Um, or pardon me, our two-day class, uh, which hopefully we'll be able to get in there or in 10 other districts to do that because I feel like it would be really great for students to be prepared and to be able to uh, intervene uh, and see what they see. One of the things when you said they're so tired um, that when we spoke to the teachers, it was the HALT um, is the acronym, and it's Hungry, Angry, Lonely, Tired. Okay. Uh. And those are the four things that will can tip somebody over if they're having thoughts of suicide. And when somebody uh, who's mentally ill is hospitalized, that's the the first thing that they do is they feed them and they give them a sleeping pill Mm -hmm. so that they have a full stomach and they get a good night's sleep. And then they can start with psychiatry and whatever else the next day.
0: Uh, well, that that kid out in Chanhassen that was just shot by the cops. Oh. He was trying to. Yep. He was threatening his oh, mother. I thought it was Minnetonka. I thought it was Chanhassen, He He's a Minnetonka student or something.
4: Oh, yeah. okay. I think it was Chanhassen. Okay. okay. Uh, well,
0: well. Uh, last night on the news, they had released um, the audio tapes of his I mother's nine one one calls, oh. and it sounded like he was interested in having a death by cop.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That was that was. Oh really? And really?
0: she Pressing had she had tried to call the night before and said, "There's something wrong with my son. He's 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 acting weird." And they, she said, it was hard to understand what she was getting because she was obviously clearly very upset. And she was they would they couldn't help or they couldn't do
2: anything for him. Yeah, was no, that a nine one one call. Yes, you know what, mentally ill people. That's the that's the difficult piece is that they have more rights to end their own lives then we have to save. And that's yeah. so not okay.
4: you can't involuntarily uh, you can't take someone away anymore. Well once not again not unless they're like But, a but, clear so this, but this is the problem them.
2: in
0: America though. This is the problem in America. At one time you could commit your spouse you know for mm-hmm. the rest of time because you just didn't like him anymore. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't and, probably a good but idea. O- only uh, well, I know, sex. I know. But that's but that's how we were, and now yeah. it's like you've you got somebody that really needs
2: maybe a three day, you know,
0: intervention.
4: Yeah. Yep. You can't, and you can't to. do it. Yeah.
2: They have to be. It's uh, terrible. Threatening themselves, harm to themselves or others.
4: Yep. Well, it
0: certainly sounded like he was threatening. Yeah.
3: I, I well, just don't understand. Well, they tried to.
0: I just. It's horrible.
3: I don't know what this whole situation is. Just the whole idea that several bullets were put in a person to put them down there has to be a better way than that
2: well cops are trained do you know what i mean if yeah, somebody points a gun that. at them and it's happened where yeah. they point you maybe so, have the, seen so that he had a gun. it's a blank you know somebody tried to do i this, thought he had a knife a, i'm talking about like a different situation. oh a different
3: situation got it
2: but people want to die by suicide, uh, cops are trained. Cop. You pull a people gun walk, on me, yeah. they're going to go yeah, yeah. Gonna pull
0: a gun. I mean, that's one way. I mean, people walk in front of trains. I mean, people do, you know, they, yeah. they can commit suicide in a lot of ways. I mean, t-
4: so a big part oh, of it was. Oh, he did have a gun. It was a BB gun, but oh, it looked but he did like a have a gun. gun. Okay, that yeah.
3: makes more sense. The, what I read, the first article that came out mentioned knife and that he was threatening his mom with his knife and didn't even mention the gun. Mm. See, well. and this is
0: what's see that's the problem with the, this continual cycle of news is you get little bits and yeah, pieces and you know, everybody and everybody hears yeah. the first thing and yeah. we all get all crazy about
3: that.
4: It's they not would, really It's not really the story. Exactly. And speaking of the news, oh. we have our guests.
0: Oh. I'm sorry, we were just getting out on a tangent. Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, are you with us?: I am. She has a she's we were just discussing rest and how necessary this is in her book, "Sacred Rest: Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity." We were just talking about, uh, unfortunately, a young man in our area was, uh, was killed. Um, he must have had a mental break, and we were talking about how rest is something that mm-hmm. can really be helpful and but anyway <laughs> <laughs> I, without going back into the whole thing tell us
7: about your book please uh well my book's titled sacred rest recover your life renew your energy restore your sanity and it does relate somewhat to your story because mm-hmm. um i heard a bit of your conversation about suicide and i What I find with a lot of my patients who are coming in is that a lot of them don't realize that there are different types of rest. So they think that, okay, well I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling anxious because I'm overworked, overstressed, those types of things. But it's not just uh, the mental and the physical type of rest that so many people focus on. There are a total of seven that I've actually identified and that's what I help people really kind of break down how to determine which of the seven types they're deficient in. And then how it's affecting their life, um, how it's affecting their emotions, uh, and really in their relationships and every other aspect of their life. Um, And those seven are, just to to rattle them off, are physical, mental, we talked about. Then there's the spiritual, as well as the emotional, social, sensory, and creative.
0: You know, it's interesting because um, I now have a 25-month-old grandchild, and she If she's rested, she's the most delightful creature you'd ever want to be around. And if she hasn't slept well, she can be the most challenging person to ever be around in a lot of ways. And I I feel like, you know, that's a reflection on what is happening as adults. Because supposedly we're all sleep deprived. People are taking tons and tons of sleeping pills and yet nobody's Mm -hmm. feeling rested. What do you think that's all
7: about? Well, absolutely, we're sleep to It's over 40 million people, about a third of the population. And I think the big thing is most people have no clue how to get rest. So what they do is they say, I'm going to rest on the weekend. Well, what does right. that look like for most of us when we say that? We're going to veg out in front of the TV watching Netflix or something, and then we're going to bounce up and think that that fixed it. The reality is rest has to be focused. It has to be intentional, and it has to be specific for where you're actually having a rest deficit. Because sleep by itself, uh, sleep and rest are, first of all, two completely different things. Uh, you, when you're well-rested, you have higher quality sleep. But really, sleep in itself is just one type of the seven types of rest. And even at that, it's only half of that type. It's a type of physical rest. And it's a passive type of physical rest, same as napping. Those are passive physical rest activities. Then you have the active physical rest activities, which are things like um, yoga or stretches um what we call um walks that are basically we call them leisure walks here in the south (laughs) there are sunday walks but those walks where your focus isn't on exercise or building up your body but the focus is on actually improving your circulation increasing blood flow throughout your body increasing your lymphatic drainage so that's the thing we have to start looking at this a little bit more nitpicky than we have been because in just trying to, to have whatever rest we feel like we can fit in, we are omitting the type of rest we need to actually improve.
0: Yeah. And it almost feels like, I know for me, when I feel tired, I'm like, uh, if I take a nap, I'm just a lazy cow. I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't, you know, it's like mm-hmm. I should be doing something all the time. I think we're programmed as Americans to just constantly be doing something and being productive. Mm-hmm. Women especially. Exactly. We always feel like there's something else to, you know, take care of. So we're always last on the list as far as resting goes. Well, that
6: happens to me all the time. I mean, there's times I only get like five hours of sleep a night. That's not enough. And... You know, I'm constantly doing things, and my husband's like, just rest, relax. And I'm like, I can't. i got to get this stuff done. Otherwise, it won't get done. Well, you have 147 kids. I know. Oh. <laughs> I know. Well, see, and I used to work nights. And so I wouldn't get home till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Then I had to get up with kids in the morning and get them off to school. So my sleep was very in- interrupted all the time. I would sleep five hours, get the kids off to school. Then I would try and take a nap for an hour then i'd have to go to the grocery store come home get dinner ready i mean it was and i felt i started physically feeling ill Uh, mentally i was feeling ill i mean i was crying at the stupidest things like i'd have so much laundry to do and i would just look at it and cry and i'm like this isn't me what's going on with me and i realized it was probably just the lack of sleep And unfortunately, I think that's a pretty common occurrence in America. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, people don't get enough sleep.
7: It is, and what you're describing is really um, we we call it sleep deprivation. But what you just described is a rest deprivation because you started having the emotional aspects of it, where you're crying and you don't understand why. Mm -hmm. Your immune system's down, so you're getting sick, and it doesn't make any sense because you may not have even been around someone you know to catch something. And and that's the thing when you when you're not identifying which type of rest you need, you automatically think, well, if I sleep more, then I should feel better. But I'm sure half of you have have had this experience. go to sleep and you wake up just as tired as when you went to bed sure. that's because yes. sleep wasn't really the tr- true problem
6: and then i would try and rest so i'd lay down i'm like i gotta take a nap and then of course i close my eyes and then i'm thinking in my head all the things i gotta do yes. that i could be doing while i'm laying here in bed trying to take a nap so it's just very it, it's like i wanted to just unplug my brain from my life for just an hour and it's very hard to do especially being a mother because um, so I would People work, need
0: you all the time. Yes,
6: because I would take care of the kids during the day, and then I would work in the evening, so I didn't have to have daycare or anything like that. So it it it's hard, especially being a mom, a stay-at-home mom, and having a career. I was juggling a lot, and it became too much for me to the point where I physically became ill. I did come down. I have Crohn's disease, which doesn't help. So I was, um, and every night I would go to work, sicker than a dog, but I knew I had to go. So it was, it's hard to juggle all that. And then you have, um, you know, emails. And the worst thing to do is when you lay in bed is to look at your phone. Right. I agree. Well, yes. I think we know
2: screen. I mean, we've been told that for <laughs> yeah. how long? Yeah. Two hours before <laughs> you go television. to bed, you should leave the screen alone. Mm-hmm. Right? Who yes. does that? Like, who does that? Leaves it alone? Yeah, just completely has d- no screen for two hours. Wow, two so, hours. That's, that's, that's not, a lot. That's maybe <laughs> the dolly I not recommend maybe that's the my patients, because it. most of the people that I work with are high achievers and
7: their their computers are their life. Yeah. So what I end up training people is that you, it doesn't have to be that extreme. And I think that's why so many people feel like they can't do it because they, we try to, you know, some of these articles that have come out in the past are so extreme that they're not realistic for people who are high achievers. Um, what I find is that it works better if you actually do some very simple techniques for each of the seven types of rest so that you don't have to look, look for this huge chunk of time. Um, The the whole issue with the screen is trying to get sensory rest, where you're not overwhelming your senses with the blue light and all those different things like that. And what you were mentioning with the laying down at nighttime and your mind's going through all of that, what we call monkey brain, it's jumping from one thing to the next. That's a mental rest deficit where you're needing to, to do some very simple mental rest tactics like brain dumping so that you don't keep those ruminating thoughts running through your head because your, mind, your, your brain is protective. It's not going to let go of that thought if you keep flipping it around in your head. So you, we have to train it. And it doesn't happen overnight, but it doesn't take a long time either. There's some very simple techniques to improve that.
0: We need to take a quick break. Can you stay with us for a few moments and maybe tell, tell us some of these techniques? Sure. Great. We'll be right back.
5: Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes.
6: What is this? Bill Collins. Oh, of course. In the air tonight. I'm like, I
0: totally recognized it, but then I couldn't come up with the name. Because I'm not well rested. Uh, And I'm in menopause. Don't ask me to
2: know anything. Tom Bernard Show, we're back with
0: Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith. She is a board certified internal medicine doctor, revealing why rest can no longer remain optional, talking about her book, Sacred Rest Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity. And before the break, we were looking for some uh, tips tactics. or advice or tactics mm-hmm. on steps. what to do, how to get to sleep, how to get rid of this monkey brain.
3: What well, do you got? Or what are the seven <laughs> rests?
7: <laughs> the seven mm-hmm. rests. <laughs> well, the first thing I would recommend for anyone who's struggling like that, like I said, you could. it doesn't really matter what, what you're doing, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're uh, climbing the, the corporate ladder. Everyone is struggling <laughs> with this Because we've simplified rest to the point that we've made it not no longer effective. So the very first thing I would recommend anyone who is waking up tired, despite um, the the best efforts they can put in, would be to identify which type of rest they're actually having a problem with. Which one is a deficit for them? And the the easiest way I have identified is to do what uh, assessment on my website at therestquiz.com. It's what I use with my own patients. It's a free assessment. It takes about five minutes, and it it really goes through some questions that will make you think, but don't spend a long time um, debating the question. Just give an honest answer, and it will let you see where you stand on all of the seven types of rush. You'll be able to tell which ones you are most efficient in and which ones you may actually have a major problem with and need to address immediately. And then after that, so I'm just going to give kind of a quick tip. Someone had mentioned about laying down at night and their minds kind of running through all of this stuff. Um when you are having those ruminating thoughts, your brain automatically goes to I need to protect my person because other because this is apparently important to them. So it won't let that bit of information go because it thinks that it's vital. And that piece of information could be remember to put five dollars in my son's lunchbox for something that he needs at school. Yeah, that's so what I get. Usually, is usually it's not life things, or death. Yeah. You know, no one's going to drop dead if uh-huh. I forget that five dollars. But the brain, the brain doesn't understand that. You're ruminating it. So it says, this must be vital, so I must hold on to it. So when that happens, the quickest thing you can do is to mind dump it. In other words, you put it on something that's concrete. And so that could be a piece of scrap paper, a post-it note. Uh, if you're someone who's very techie and you just happen to have your phone by you 24-7, that could be a voice message that takes two seconds that says, remember to put $5 in lunch in the morning. Off you don't sit there and let that just run around your brain for 30 minutes, robbing you of any uh, relaxation you could have. You have to get rid of it. And if you're someone who has a tendency to ruminate on negative thoughts, uh, I'm a horrible mom, I'm a horrible wife, I'm a horrible dad, whatever that may be, and you let that just play around in your, in your cerebral space for too long, first of all, you'll start believing it, so you need to get that dumped out as well. And we, the way we correct that is you correct it with a positive, affirmative thought. Uh, and that could be whatever works for you. Um, some people use scriptures. Some people use quotes. I mean, it's whatever works for you. But to have your go-to that you automatically can can replace that thought with, so that it's a positive and you're not ruminating on a negative.
0: Uh, that is really great advice. I, 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 sometimes I find when I'm, I'm lying there and I, I, it takes me forever to go to sleep. Once I'm asleep, I'm great. But it takes me forever to get to sleep, and I won't be I won't be ruminating on anything of any significance it'll be i said hi to the mailman and then i'll be like thinking about the fact that i said hi to the mailman it's like am i insane what's wrong with me <laughs> why am i thinking about this this is an insignificant well, is moment in my no just something okay. it'll be just something stupid like you know Wait. i saw a frog on yeah, our I dog walk mean. why am i thinking about this why is this still in my head yeah, now, hurts.
7: sometimes what I'm finding is if it's a conver- people do those conversations a lot, the, what I call woulda, coulda, shouldas, mm. uh, something that you wish you'd said different or done different or uh, kind of a redo you wish you'd had a conversation not sure about the mailman thing. I <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we haven't
2: seen the mailman.
7: <laughs>
0: great. Stump the doctor. That's me. <laughs> Why are you hi? <laughs> Nobody's ever heard of that. <laughs> That's great. Now, yeah. I, and so, this stress, I mean, obviously causes a ton of problems and the lack of sleep. Are you a proponent of people taking um, sleeping pills to get to sleep just so that they can get some rest? Or do they need to build on these other methods?
7: Now, I'm an internist, so I so I do write prescriptions, and I don't believe there's any medicine that people should never take. I think all of them have their place in their season. That includes antidepressants, anxiety medicine, sleep aids. But what I don't want people to do is for them to become a crutch or a Band-Aid over a bigger problem so that they never address the core issue, because then they never get true healing, and that, that is not what I believe true medicine looks like. Um, you know, we want to help you be able to to live in the moment, which sometimes requires a medication at that time, but it's always a goal to try
2: to get people off the medicines if we can. Sure. I just heard recently, and I didn't realize this that even melatonin, um, you you can become immune to it. like it'll work right. for I, so long. I have
4: to take it like maybe twice a week at most. I did take it for a while, and after about a week, it just stops working. Right. So now I take it sparingly because I don't want to become immune to the sleep hormones. Is that
3: if you don't get enough sunlight?
4: uh, Melatonin, well, it's it's naturally produced. Yeah, it's naturally produced as a response to lack of blue light, actually. That's why they have those blue light filters. Okay.
6: I just take Benadryl every night oh, yes. uh, <laughs> well, it, it works for much. my allergies so I just take it before because it helps me oh, so I'm yeah. not all congested all night so I just yeah. take it before bed and it helps Not. I was me taking out.
3: it nonstop for a while and I didn't realize it was Benadryl because it was called something else mm-hmm. and I was like oh this is just like Claritin allergy medicine oh, apparently it
2: wasn't no. <laughs> you know my mother was um, <laughs> she was in the ER a couple of weeks ago with, with what was either a cluster headache or a migraine hasn't been diagnosed Diagnosed and they gave her Percocet and Oxy oh and Depakote, wow. and none of it worked. She got to the ER. They gave her Benadryl. She was out like a light. That's
6: wow. interesting. Yeah. Well, actually, if people, I've gone to the ER thinking I was having a stroke because I had, like, numbness in my face. Like, I couldn't feel the side of my face. And I didn't have a headache at the time. Bell's palsy. Bell's palsy. That's but, what I
2: had. I'm a survivor. Are you a survivor? No, I
6: didn't have it. Okay. I was having an migraine? onset of a migraine. Yeah. I didn't have the headache wow. part yet. So when yep. they did a CAT scan, the doctor came back. He's like, do you have a headache? And I'm like, yeah. Actually, when I was sitting in the waiting room, that's when the headache kicked in. And my head was just banging. I was wow. So actually, the little cocktail of medication they give for migraine... <laughs> You know, if you go in the ER, it's it's, it's Benadryl. It's Benadryl mm-hmm. and some type of coating or something, and it takes that migraine out like that. So Benadryl has a lot of... Huh.
0: Unless you're my daughter and it puts you into tachycardia. But that's a whole nother, <laughs> whole nother topic. Well, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, her book, Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity, very great information. And her
3: quiz, the quiz on yeah. her website. Yes, and,
0: and you're... Uh, can you share your website again for us, please, and we'll put it on our um, on yeah. our website and on our on our social media too.
7: Sure. The quiz is at rest quiz. Very simple. Restquiz.com.
6: Okay, and you have a website, correct, that people can go. I and do. Find My your main book. website is at IChooseMyBestLife.com. And
7: if they visit the resource section there, they can get access to the quiz as well as the 30 day sacred rest challenge. We've had a lot of people who've enjoyed doing that because it's, like I said, if you're a high achiever and you're too busy to stop, or at least that's what it feels like, it gives them just very quick. One or two minute things they can do for the, each of the 30 days that covers all seven types of rest over that time period to help them really start learning how to live a restful lifestyle. Well, our thanks to Dr.
0: Sandra Dalton Smith, author, speaker, board certified internal medicine physician, and wonderful guest. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank
6: you, guys. Take care. Bye bye. Unbelievable. Boop. Yeah, I, you know, um, Dave does his live radio it's show from 11 <laughs> yeah. p.m. to 2 a.m. So that's when I do all my work for, you know, setting up guests, all my emails, because I try when I get home from work, I try and use that time and allocate for it for time. the family time for kids. Sure, sure. So when Dave starts his show at 11, that's when I do all my work. And I actually enjoy it because then that way I don't feel like I'm cheating somebody out of time. You know, like if it's you know, Dave wants to spend time yeah. with me or the kids, this is my time. I can do right. it.
0: It's it's interesting that she calls it sacred rest. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine, like, you know, I'm sure you've got some rules with your kids. It's like, you know, uh, if I'm in in the bathroom, you better not come in here unless your hair's on fire, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, maybe that's what we need to do with rest or five minutes, ten minutes of a little meditation or breathing or a little little right. stretching time without five kids climbing on top of well, you. What I know, was wanting, wondering wanting is...
3: Um, and I don't know if it was in her book, but exercise, everyone's lack of exercise. And then if you're not exercising, it's harder to get rest.
2: Well, mm-hmm. you know what? A friend of mine says that, uh, my uh, speaking or, partner, he says uh, exercise is the most underutilized yeah. antidepressant that there sure, is. Sure, sure.
0: You yeah, know, it's interesting. I had this dog for 18 years and he made me, literally made me take him for a walk every day. He yeah. would not rest until we he went, went for out for a walk. Mm-hmm. And he died, and I went for a couple of years without a dog. And I noticed a a difference in my outlook on life. Just, I mean, it wasn't like I was out there, you know, walking like a maniac or whatever, but I would get out for a good hour, sometimes two every Mm -hmm. single day, go for a couple mile walk. And now I've got a dog again, Hmm. and I'm out on these walks. And I feel like you can sort through things if you're just moving. It doesn't always have to be, you know, some sort of. While you're showering,
2: well, you're connecting with the animal too at the same time. And you're outside, and you know,
0: apparently breathing in, you know, plant (laughs) matter. Even though we (laughs) we have allergies, (laughs) apparently. Um, there's, there's stuff that's in, in the, the pollen and stuff that can make your killer cells more efficient. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your feet are just yeah. hitting the earth. You're connecting with the earth. Absolutely. I well, mean, there's a lot of good to be being outside, even if you're an allergy suffer- sufferer like we are.
6: I'm always outside. I, I have a garden, and I love gardening. I find it very... It's meditative. Ther- it's very mm-hmm. therapeutic mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me because it's something that I can take care of. Um, I have a responsibility for, but it's not stressful. It's not like, I need to take care of this now. I need to do this now and take care. You know, it's very... Centrally focused sure. thing for me to do. And so I, I just love and I go out and I just pick the weeds and, you know, pick, uh, you know, dead and leaves. Nobody and nobody wants stuff. to help with the gardening, so you're all
0: no. alone. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. Dave's <laughs> job is to water it. And usually
6: when he's watering it, he sprays me too. So I, every time I'm out there with him, I have to go in because I'm completely soaked <laughs> from head to toe because he has fun with that. But, um, uh-huh, and see. Honey. Last <laughs> night, last night we put. Pulled a bunch of cucumbers and oh, I already nice. started making pickles. Oh, nice! So, I mean, to me, that's kind of very fun, sure. and you know, it's like I have this step, and then I can move it on to the next step. And, well, every- and your,
0: yeah, and your brain is engaged with something that isn't taking care of, or helping, or work, or whatever stressful things sure. out there. So,
2: I, and I was going to ask you about self care, and that's what you're doing when you're gardening. You yeah, know, and I because that eleven thing is, is I mean, you like it, but it still works. Yeah, that's worked out. Yes, and I feel
6: um, I lost my mom last September. I'm sorry. And that was one thing that her and I, because I I was a tomboy. The only thing that her and I really uh, connected with was I was a figure skater, competitive figure skater my whole youth. And I wasn't very girly, but that was the one time my mom could do my hair because she was a hairstylist, so she could do my hair and makeup Uh and all this. I hated it. Do you want the tiara? Hated it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've worn so many sparkly things in my life. Um, But I was a daddy's girl. I went fishing. I worked on cars. I did all that stuff. But the one thing my mom and i connected with was gardening and so to me that's something i can feel close to my mom and t- mm-hmm. feel like i'm talking to her or get insight from her so because dave's like why why are you growing it can't we just buy this at the store i said you don't get it <laughs> <laughs> he's not very outdoorsy but um i'm like no this is something for me this is my my zen Area. This is my Zen garden. So yeah
2: and there's I something, totally yeah, get that. I have. Too. um I am all about the annuals because <clears throat> I want immediate gratification. <throat> yes, and I don't want yeah. to have to work too hard. My husband will tell you the Latin names of all the perennials, and and he'll know. For the perennials, no camping? Though? No, <laughs> no. I'm going no. to the bathroom
3: inside. <laughs>
2: uh, get a pop up camper. For the perennials,
3: nope. you don't have to replant. I like that. Pardon me? Perennials, isn't that the one you don't? You don't
2: have to replant. But yeah, they're I like that's, that's, that's kind of
3: lazy. I just go I'm constantly putting in wolf. perennials just so well, I don't have to worry about them. You can go
0: and deadhead them dead of and
6: pick yeah. all
2: the dead
0: yeah. ones <laughs> off. And but annuals have got more color. There's a lot more yeah. color mm-hmm. sure. with an annual that you put in. Yeah, and they're cheap.
2: They're cheap.
3: Well, it's bulbs. visual.
2: I'm very visual.
3: Like tulips. Aren't those perennial? Yeah, those but are those
0: perennial.
2: last for 10 seconds. I know.
0: Yeah, they bloom for do. like
2: like three days and then
0: they're but gone. But then you got to have yeah.
3: the other bulbs. you got to have the gladiolus coming after that. Listen head. to yeah. you with the gladiolus. Yeah. My favorite say perennial
6: my tulip is lilies because they'll be out uh, there all summer long. So yeah, if you want nice. a good perennial, go with lilies. lilies
3: or daisies. So I was saying gardening. I was thinking, because I've done all the vegetables since I was a kid, but the... Uh, one I switched to is a salsa garden. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll have to talk about that in the
0: next section. We're we're out (laughs) for this one.
6: Yes, we'll be back with our three (laughs) on the Tom Bernard Show.